What's up, everybody out there? It's your main man, Mitch. This your boy, O. It's your boy, Dewey. And together, we're the Wise Guys. Listen, first off, let me thank everybody for listening to us yes, sir. on YouTube at the Wise Guys Podcast Detroit. We appreciate y'all. We yes. appreciate y'all. Yes, man. We also want to thank everybody for liking, subscribing, for sharing our Facebook page, the Wise Guys Podcast. <laughs> you know, today's show, we're going to talk about updates for George Floyd murder and other police officers involved. We're also going to talk about the controversy surrounding Drew Brees' comments, and then mm. we're going to get into the Who You Got series. Who You Got. Okay, real quick, update on George Floyd. The officer was charged with second-degree murder, mm-hmm. and the other three were charged with editing and abetting that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. They should have did that shit right off the rip. Give us some convictions, y'all. Yeah, man. Everybody keep that energy going, though, man. Keep the protesting. Keep sharing it. Let's keep it going, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, moving along, let's we'll give you a little clip of uh, George Brees. Who was that? You mean Drew Brees? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever the fuck his name is. Hit me with the shit, man. Well, hold on, hold on, bro. Before we get to that, man, God let me introduce <laughs> <laughs> Let me introduce our sound and our producer, man, Matt. Without him, this wise guy show wouldn't be possible. Facts. Drop the clip, Matt. Do it, baby. Well, I, I will I will never agree with anybody um, disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Um, let me let me just tell you what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played and when I look at the, the flag of the United States. I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II, one in the Army and one in the Marine Corps, both risking their lives to protect our country and to try to make our country and this world a better place. So every time I stand with my hand over my heart, looking at that flag and singing the national anthem. That's what I think about. And in many cases, it brings me to tears, thinking about all that has been sacrificed, not just those in the military, but for that matter, those throughout the civil rights movements of the 60s and everyone and all that has been endured by so many people up until this point. Bruh, (laughs) this don't have nothing to do, what he's talking about has nothing to do with what was going on at this point in history right now exactly. it don't have nothing to do with george floyd's death and being murdered but you know hold on man mitch how you feel about what drew Brees said bro man fuck him listen oh we kneel okay. because <laughs> of the injustice we're not treated equal and unfair that's what it's about it's nothing more exactly exactly do it what you think bro he just made it he just made a point again it's not about that you're talking about that uh you know it just makes me cry and, and all that what they fought for is exactly what he's doing. Peaceful protest. The opportunity to be able to do that. The right to be able to do that. And also the checks and balances. The right to have accountability on those who have done wrong and didn't keep up their standards of the oath that they took. I mean, you know what? My my thing he said that like irritated me. Him talking about his grandfather that served in World War II. What about the black men who served in World War II that came yeah. home to a country that wouldn't allow them the same freedoms that his grandfather had. Exactly. The same men who came home and they were hung in their, and and, and yeah. lynched in their uh their uniforms for for serving in the war. Yeah. So you don't you know he made this all about himself. He didn't yeah. make this about what the what the movement actually stood for. And that's my problem with you know what Drew Brees had to say. And mm-hmm. apology didn't mean shit to me. It was fake. He meant what he said in the first place. Oh, yeah. most definitely, because he said the same thing back in 2016 yes. when uh, Colin Kaepernick started his movement. Yeah. Let's not forget that uh, there is also during those times. Let's, let's, let's remember everybody. Uh, our our ancestors fought for a country that they claimed they wanted to be united since the beginning. And uh, they they fought for a country they said they wanted to be united, and they came back to a country that was still segregated. Black people been fighting 
black people fought in every war in this country history. Absolutely. Let's not forget that, man. So to bring up the wars and his ancestors or his grandfather on both sides of his family fighting in the war, that don't have nothing to do with this, man. Let's get to the nitty gritty, baby. Exactly. It's about it's about police for. brutality, man. Yeah. White supremacy. That's what Colin Kaepernick kneeled for, man. The flag belongs to all of us, man. The flag, standing up for the flag, that's just a ritual. That's not that's that don't have nothing to do with your liberty, your pursuit of uh, happiness, and the pursuit of justice, man. That's what we're kneeling for. That's what we're protesting for today. Unfortunately, George Floyd died because we don't have those rights in this country yet. Yeah. And other people have died, you know, for centuries because of the same police brutality and the abuses of power by the white. I'm sorry to say this, but the white supremacy supremacists that's in place in this country. Nobody got nobody um, was hurt from what I understand from the peaceful protest <laughs> you all had about a month ago at the Capitol in front of uh, protesting against Big Gretch. None Big of y'all got hurt. Y'all came in there with AR-15s, assault rifles and all that. None of y'all got hurt. Y'all was right there in front. We let you peaceful protest. And we all we we have disagreements, we have misunderstandings, but one thing we got to have a moral compass when it comes down to this. Hey, Kyler Kaepernick, we still appreciate you for what you did. You took a knee for us, so we standing for you, player. Most definitely. Well, Mitch, let's get into the Who You Got series, baby. We talking who's the best black actor of our time? Hey, oh, who you got? Denzel, baby. King Kong ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> who you got, Dewey? I got Eddie Murphy today. All right, I got Eric Marlin Bishop. Oh, that's right. He, he probably know that. Real name. Oh, his okay. real name. Government names out here, <laughs> you bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let me tell you how he got his name. So back in about 1989, his girlfriend dared him to go on stage to do a comedy stand-up, right? Mm -hmm. Back then, women went first to perform. Oh, wow. I know that. So he said, hey, I'm going to change my name to Jamie, and that'll get me on stage first. Oh, okay. So that's like, and the, the last name Fox came from Red Fox. I was his favorite comedian back then. Yeah. So that's how that happened. Shouts out to Red Fox, baby. Rest in peace. Yeah, but yeah. when I think about Jamie Fox, man, I think about versatility. I think about a wide range of different characters, man. Like when I watch movies like Ray, The Soloist, and Kingdom, I, I don't see Jamie Foxx. Like I see the person that he's playing. Mm -hmm. And that's what I mean by he's just, to me, the best. And he can do it all, you know. And I, you know what? That's that's the, the, the mark of an actor. You know, can you transform into that role? And when people see it, they don't see you, the individual. They see whatever character you're trying to portray. And I agree, man. Jamie Foxx definitely do those that do, yeah. does that in those roles. Especially coming from when you look at his early movies like Booty Call. Hmm. Classic. Classic bullshit. <laughs> you know, movies like Held Up and Bait where he was just now, you know what I mean, getting his feet wet. Mm -hmm. But one of his first movies that I love that if you think about he wasn't really doing comedy was uh, Any Given Sunday. Oh, man. Now, that's a good movie. That was a great movie. Yeah. That, that was I wouldn't second. say great, but I said That good. was a great movie. Whatever, I watched that bro. like twice last week. <laughs> that's a good movie, though. I mean, then you go to movies, like I said, like Ray, when he become, he became Ray. Like, my girlfriend was like, I thought that was the real Ray Charles. Wow. My daughter thought it was real Ray Charles because he's just great at what he did in that movie, man. Then you got a movie called The Soulless, which I loved. And he played a schizophrenia person who was great at the violin, man. And just to transform your character and just make it pop like that, I've never seen anything like it, man. Now, these are your three top favorite movies yes. from Jamie Foxx. Yes. Okay, okay, yes. okay, okay, cool, cool. Yes. I mean, my thing, my knock on it, you know, I'm, you know, J Jamie Foxx is a great, is a good actor, most definitely. And my reason for not putting him on the um, all-time great list is because the movies that he does well in, they're similar to his comedy and his music side of his career. 
you know, like you said before, he started off in comedy, but he's also a musician. And Ray, although he did a phenomenal job, deserved the Oscar, and he definitely did transform himself in that role. But again, Ray, the soloist, they're both, you know, the genre movies, they're both, you know, kind of uh, uh, musical, you know, that's his strong suit. And and, and that's not a knock on him, but to me, an actor should be able to betray a role that necessarily don't fit where, you know, it, it, they, they're making it up on their own. Like, Ray, he already had a byline to go off of because you have historical things from Ray. And then I believe Ray Charles was still alive when Ray came yeah, out, too. for half of it. Yeah, for half of it. Yeah. And then the soloist is based on the true story, and they still alive, too. So he was able to kind of build that character off the guys that he was portraying. Right. As far as some of the Denzel roles, for me, you know, my favorite movies was that I picked was Malcolm X, Crimson Tide, Training Day. Malcolm X being a historical role, and he had exactly. historical precedents. But um, his character in Crimson Tide and Training Day, he had to make that role from scratch. You know, yeah, you have a script and stuff like that, but he had to bring out the role and kind of give the world what these characters were going to be off of his own acting chops. So, To your credit, what you said is right. The, mm -hmm. the solo was the music, Ray was the music. But when you think about come from scratch remember collateral was a good movie to me he yeah did good in he collateral. did he did law-abiding citizen these were movies where he started from scratch that was really good. That was now favorites. me personally when i look at denzel washington right mm -hmm. i can see jamie fox can play all those roles no nah. i believe so no nah. jamie fox would not be able jamie, to be malcolm x i'll give you that one no right. and jamie fox would definitely not be able to do uh, he could have been he could have been uh, um uh, uh commander hunter in crimson tide he could have played he could have no he played a sergeant in the one movie I forgot the name of it was. But the, Jarhead or something. It's the same yes. guy. No, it's not the same guy. In Jarhead, in Jarhead, he's the command. He's he right, like you say, he's the sergeant of a unit where you don't really see him interacting with the commander who's challenging him. You know, just going in real quick. The movie Crimson Tide came out in 1995, and that movie was in between his career before he became like mainstream Denzel, where just not the black community was messing with him, but where the world was messing with him. And in that in that role. He was going up against another master actor in Gene Hackney. You think Jamie wasn't giving that one tier in Glory? No, no I'm not going to go into Glory, man. He's giving you that one tier. I'm going to go back to Chris the Tire, bro, to where, the, like what you said, you know, you're talking about two military roles. But in that movie, he's, he's a commander that's facing racism from his commanding officer. But at the same time, he has to still portray yourself as a naval officer like you, yeah okay yeah i might be smarter than you i know you're trying to challenge me but i still have to you know come off and be cool calm and collective in this in this in the scene and i don't think based on some of jamie fox's previous movies i don't know if he could be that well-rounded in that in that type of role oh, you know some pushback on that one yes i'm gonna give you some give me proof jamie when you said with jamie fox and you saying that because he has a musical background the artistic roles may be easy he still has to tell the story the story tells itself. It doesn't. Yes, it do. Ray yeah. tells itself. Ray, yeah. Ray, Ray's story he had was to, he had to bring the story to life. And you no, say he it tells didn't. Stuff he didn't narrate it. He acted in it. Yeah, but I'm saying the you still talking about the plot and the synopsis of the movie. Exactly. It's still so, Ray's life. He's exactly. he's portraying Ray as a character. Exactly. But Ray's life is the story. And you think about it. Most of the movie, some of the most uh, going to Ray real quick. Some of the most important parts of Ray mm. was when he was uh, when the kid was with the mom or when he saw his brother die. That wasn't Jamie Foxx in those. You really yeah. seen him act, you know, from the time Ray was uh, already blind. You didn't see him as a child. I bring up some key points. Role. I bring up some key points in there that was really, uh, really good, really good acting. The times when he actually was feeling like he was being cheated by his manager, but actually he wasn't. Um, the guy was still looking out for him. 
and they were just it was kind of the way the game was going but the way he was his his dialogue with these different people it's like see that that's that's what i want that's what i need that was him acting like ray charles like he he embodied that acting then when they was in the room and then he was talking to her and she was waking up she was sick but she was actually pregnant and then when she was going to the bathroom and throwing up and he was like a, a alcoholic and a drug addict oh what a beautiful couple yeah. that was him acting like ray right but then and then also in the movie when he was going back and forth with him when they was at the table when they was getting the money when they was when he was passing out the money and he said man i'm short and he it turned up he got mad he was blind he was trying to fight this dude that was Ray Charles. He, you can't play a piano and do that. That was him acting. Yeah, but that's that was it. him in different but moments. You... He was embodying that moment when Ray Charles then when he was on a date um, with B, and he was talking to her, and he was like, "You don't hear the, you don't hear, it? you don't hear." It? He was acting in those moments. Those are key moments in the movie. That was it. Wasn't taking him to play or uh, perform or anything like that. That was him acting. That was him in this. Yeah, but that's not a transfer. That's not a transformational. Yeah, you give him Ray Charles, but it's not a transformational moment. The way he acted with his kids. That was something different. That was that was him. I mean, there's no other way to. That's tell based the story. off of Ray' life, though. Okay, right. so you so like, you're telling the stories. Too, uh, yeah, right? okay. again, and Denzel so, is trained in theater. Yeah, but again, you still talking about the greatest actor. It don't matter right. about you know what your criteria was before. Then we talking yeah. about in your role. So the role that most probably compared to um, Jamie Foxx would be Malcolm X. Mm -hmm. Now you want to say Jamie Foxx in that role um as ray ray was right. uh alcoholic he mm -hmm. had a mental a health issue or you know a physical ailment yeah. from uh He's you know being addict. blind he yeah. was a drug addict yeah. you know of course he was a musician yeah. and um i guess his other plight in the movie was you know yeah. uh dealing with his uh family his wife the cheating and stuff like that and the yeah. drugs and that's pretty much it that was the three main things that he deal with you know as an actor in that movie the you know where the, the water where he felt, and I think that that was something they added to it, right? To tell the story a little bit more. Yeah, that was when, a, yeah. when, when he was touching in the water, in the suitcase, and the water was in there. Yeah, when he was detoxing. He was freaking out because he remembered his brother drowning in the water. Yeah, but that's like, a storytelling uh, mechanism. But, yeah, though. that's what I was thinking but about. That's what I mean. Like, <clears throat> I've never seen Denzel Washington be able to break down in any movie. Malcolm X. He did that and more in Malcolm X. Malcolm X was a drug dealer. He lost his family. He lost his dad. He was dealing with that. He went on to become a thief. He was uh, in jail. He found the religion. And then after he found that religion, he realized that that religion wasn't the true religion. And that was something that he had to go through to cope through. Like, wow, hey, man, like this this not really for me. Then he goes out and loses all the people that was behind him that made him Malcolm X to go and find the true religion. And then once he really finds the true religion, his true purpose, he finds himself now knowing that the same people that helped build him up and make him who he was is the people that's about to take him out. And I go back to an important moment in that, in that movie that really stood out to me is that, you know, at the end when he gets out the car right before he's about to get killed, and that song is uh, Sam Cooke Sam Cook started playing. And, he, and the, at that moment, he's not saying nothing, but that moment is so transformational because... He knows he's about to die. That's what that song is telling you. Mm -hmm. That he knows his end is coming. And then the lady stopped him. You know, baby, are you okay? And he looked at her smiling. And he popped back to it. He's like, oh, okay, yeah. I'm okay. And Spike that, Lee did the infamous that, roll forward. Yeah, he moved. And, 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 that, and that plays a part. <laughs> but in that movie, if you want to compare Malcolm X role in that movie to uh, Jamie Foxx role in Ray, uh, no, Malcolm you, X had way more. I can't. Denzel had way more um, plight and issues going on and more transformational moments than uh, Jamie Foxx had in Ray. They told an iconic story, though. Like uh, Malcolm, real, They did that in Malcolm X. A huge, huge iconic story. I'm saying that Malcolm X. They told They both huge, icons, though, in their own field. They both icons. Right. But that story of Malcolm X, like, it was. 
it was treachery. It was, it was people like really, really involved in his downfall and all these people. Exactly. But that part in Malcolm X, man, that really stood out. I don't know if y'all would talk about the favorite parts from each one of those, but one of them that stood out, man, when he was telling his wife when they was talking about all the different women uh, Elijah Muhammad had, and he was like, you know, Solomon had wives, had many wives, and he was he was debating with himself. He was fighting exactly. Himself. That's what I'm saying. He was saying. at the table and he was going back and forth with himself. And he was going through it. He really that, embodied that's, that's that love. My, like, man, like, he really was debating with himself. Like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm wrong. But he was still trying to justify it because he yeah. was so thankful for them. And it's, it's not a out. knock to Ray, you yeah. know, because, that, again, I agree with y'all. Jamie Foxx did a phenomenal. He deserved that Oscar. When he got that Oscar yeah. that day, I remember, like, I had tears in my eyes. Like, dog really deserved his yeah, Oscar. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was emotional. Like, man, he really did a wonderful job. But my thing is, when you look at if you want to put the two... Uh, performances side by side you know ray's life was not as complicated as malcolm x life and when you go back to your original point mitch about you know you could see jamie fox playing that role i can't because you really need to be able to pull these things out of malcolm x life and then still portray yourself as the man malcolm x like you know and then ray you still it, it's not it wasn't as it was it wasn't as uh complex as that so that's my point on them two movies. But, but my thing is, and I'm speaking for myself once okay. again. Malcolm X, you say, that was good. I felt something. But when I think about Equalizer and movies like that, that, his acting to me is like a straight line. That's an action movie, though. No, but that's what I'm saying. His movies are a straight line to me. I watch, I say, oh, this was a good movie. I don't feel a, a oh, shit. Oh my God! But when I watch Jamie Foxx, like his, he has so many different things he does in different movies. No, he don't. He does. No, every just, movie is different for him. No, he don't. We just said the soloist and Ray is two in the same movies. If you want to keep going out of movie, either he's doing, either he's doing something that's based in comedy. Oh, the soloist was different. He was, he he actually was a mental. Yeah, but yeah, he, you can say Ray. He's mentally, mentally disabled. He, he might be mentally, but he's still mentally. Dis, yeah, but he's still disabled in yeah, that movie. You that. still got two similarities of two roles where he disabled. And in a certain sense, yeah, one is mis one is mental, one is physical, and then you got two guys who's you know playing the music, you know playing music. He's a musician. He plays music, so he's able to you know kind of be you know transform a little. That's just like if we're doing movies and if we're not actors, but they want to do acting and they want us to base on something that's growing up in the hood. We're able to pull stuff from our own lives and pull something to that role. You know what I'm saying? Malcolm X was so complex. Even though Denzel is from, um, you know, uh, New York, and I want to say he's from Harlem, and, you know, he probably grew up learning about uh, Michael Max and stuff like that. Yeah. But just going back to that role, you know, going back to what you're saying about him, a straight line, Denzel then played in many different type of roles. He did action. But he didn't but did all that But he's the same stuff. guy to me. No. Yeah. no. So Lonzo is the same guy as Michael Max? No. I, uh, I said aside from Michael Max. Oh, no, okay. Is Lonzo the same guy as uh, the dude from Equalizer? Yes. No. When you think about it, he's playing the same guy. Just Lonzo, in a way. Lonzo, Lonzo, Alonzo uh, was a, 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 a crooked cop. A crooked basically. cop. In Equalizer, I hate to, I don't want to get off subject, but in Equalizer, he was a, he was a good cop. He was a, a guy who, you know, stopped doing what he was doing because. To help people. To help people. Yeah. So it, you got two different sides of the spectrum. But I mean, as far as acting goes, he acted the same way in all these movies. I disagree. I want to give a shout out to uh, Denzel Washington for playing Detroit Red and Malcolm X really good in the movie. 
He played both characters really good. Man, for Let, real. Let's for switch real. it up. Now, you said you had Eddie Murphy, right? Doing yeah, Eddie Murphy, uh, I put up there. Now, it's just numerous actors I could have went with, but I put up Eddie Murphy because um, I believe that Eddie Murphy really didn't get... People don't give him his uh, his flowers a lot enough. Man, he actually bridged a lot of the gap, man, between... Uh, between the old school and new school in the beginning like he and what he did in different shows and helped our culture one of the biggest things i loved about y'all picks too was these guys uh have great great talents but they were a culture the impact was on the culture really good and helped everybody yeah. and and really you know me even jamie fox from coming from a living color and you know, Denzel was in theater, and then when he transitioned onto the scene, and, and ER, and and yeah, and the thing Big is, show. when Eddie Murphy's on Saturday Night Live, like people didn't want to take comedians that serious, and that they can act, and uh, he was on Forty Eight Hours, and that was really good. But man, when he got on Beverly Hills Cop and he started box office numbers, like that was real. That was something that people didn't think was possible. With you know, it's a, this is still a comedian because. Before him, really, the, the guy was Richard Pryor. That was really good. in the black community, but yeah, it yeah. still was uh, but white. He was, you know, he was, it was doing still... commercial. Uh, uh, he was doing commercial movies, um, like Bruce's Millions and stuff. Like he was doing different things. But Eddie Murphy took it to the next level, and they like this same guy made Raw and Delirious. But he was making, he was getting his chops in the acting too, and then uh, he was playing multiple different characters on Saturday Night Live. But when he got into Beverly Hills Cop. He got to play a cop and he had a comedic role too, but he he showed his seriousness and how he took on being a cop. But and then I know his top grossing ones was obviously Shrek. You know, it's a cartoon. Those are gonna always be a given. Yeah, but that's not the same. When I put in when I put in the other ones, you know, he not only was great in those movies. Those movies are iconic to our culture as well as commercial. Commercially, did well. But he introduced other people. That's what I loved about Eddie Murphy that he did. He brought other people along. When he did Harlem Nights, he didn't have to put those people in there. He did. He only had Arsenio Hall did pretty good in those different ones and, and different movies. But he only had them in two movies. It was in Harlem Nights and uh, Coming to America. Coming to America about to release again oh, yeah. uh, for the second part coming up. And it's going to be dope. Potentially yes. this year. But Coming to America, man, it was... It was a great movie. It was a funny movie. It, it's a go-to movie for anybody who want to have a good laugh or just want to enjoy a good movie. But the the plot within it, I thought was really good, and he spoke to that in us in that culture and that in that part of the in that part of the world. A lot of that is done all the time, even to this day. They set up marriages. But the other thing is, you know, I think that he got a chance to show his chops and bring people along. I love that he was able to introduce different people over the years uh, different actors and give them a platform that they probably wouldn't have had uh otherwise like um in, and like i said like even our senior hall his brother wasn't getting many acting roles man you know what i'm saying he you know darkness wasn't getting them like ah, that. Nah, nah. <laughs> you know so let me saying? so let me ask you this then dude so what do you feel you know that, and all you're saying is true like mm -hmm. he definitely put on for the culture and put on for his people yeah but what would you say what attributes would make what made him be your pick for the greatest actor of our time, well, I'd say one of them. But to be honest with y'all, Denzel, I think is the greatest. Um, I think Eddie Murphy is one of them. I think uh, the different versatility. I think that he did Vampire in Brooklyn. That was a horror. Wes Craven actually took him on. He was a director. He was one of the titans of directing at the time. Besides Stephen King, he took him on in horror. He actually did action with Beverly Hills Cop one, two, and three. Uh, Metro as well. I don't care what the lights. I like Metro. <laughs> Trash. I, I like Metro. Trash, bro. He had the little dreadlocks and shit. Trash. Um, 
He told a story. He told some stories that was uh, that was also a little bit more, a little bit more uh, deeper. Like you know, as far as uh, he, he introduced another part, like Boomerang. He didn't give the average ghetto a look. All them dudes in there, David Allen Greer, Martin Lawrence, him, they were all black professionals. Three right. black professionals. He presented right. it like that. And he was like, how we how we can act as well in the corporate world. Right. And how different things happen. Mark is die. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and I thought that he was showing that versatility in that. And also, you know. I can't forget about Pops either, bro. He played different characters. Nutty <laughs> Professor, he played different characters, man. Do you know that puts that he won an award for best makeup. I think it was like I think he won an award for best makeup. And and, and Nutty Professor. Well, no, got he didn't make it. I think um, the person who did the makeup. No, he no, didn't I'm saying, got like, that. But, but I know what you're saying. Got it. Yeah. But he movie. played different. He played different characters, man. He was able to show range of somebody with with grown entertainment, a, a teenage entertainment, little kid entertainment. He showed versatility in all those different platforms, True. and I think that makes him one of the greatest of all time. Hercules. Nah, my pushback is this. <laughs> And you got a point. I'm not saying that, you know, your point is definitely valid. Like, he's definitely um, a very, uh, you know, he has a lot of range as an actor. But, again, this is also comes from his acting career. Um, you know, he does a lot. He did a lot of different characters on Saturday Night Live. Some of the same characters that, you know, made their way into the movies. And, and, and then that definitely takes skill as an actor yeah, to be able to portray these different type of roles. But it's not for long periods of time. You know, there's kind of roles bounced off each other. Like if you want to go to the clumps, Hercules, Hercules, you know, those roles is, you know, they're, yeah, he's acting amongst each other and that's difficult, but it's not something that, um, it's not something that I would call, and for me personally, it's not something that I would put in the criteria of a classic great actor, you know, because his movies, you know, even the movies you named, you know, like Coming to America, mm -hmm. that was probably one of his, you know, as far as Rotten Tomatoes wise, you know, that got 67%, and that's probably one of his highest rated movies. Beverly Hills Cop 2 came out in 87, that's 43%, and then Boomerang 92, that was 44%. I mean, as far as in our culture, it's well-received. It's not probably, it's something that you would probably yeah. put among That's black movies, the top you know, grossing, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you put these. These are critics who actually they 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 look at the they look at movies from abroad. Yeah, and in a sense, you kind of got to do that too when you're judging these movies. Although well, we're saying well, black actors, right. you still have to look at it from abroad. And this is based on our know. opinion, correct? Yeah, almost so, definitely. So we we looking at if it's from our culture, like our culture, uh, we can talk about lines all day from Vampire in Brooklyn. Was it received the greatest? I can't. Probably not, but I mean, it was people, different movies in there, different lines in there that was that was funny as hell. But does the but, lines really make the make the actor? Because the lines could have been something that's written in the script, and we're not getting you know you kudos. We're not getting kudos to the the writer. All right, so know? so for instance, right, the way you say the lines, the way you say the lines is is or the way you actually uh, acted. I'm glad you brought that point up, because um, have you ever watched the play Fences? Oh yeah, that's one okay. of my favorite. That's so, one of my favorite. Denzel. James Earl Jones actually was the father in Fences at one point in time. Yeah, right? in the play. In the yeah, play. In the Denzel Washington play. took on and it. He actually, hey, by the way, he did it in theater as well. Yeah, Denzel Washington right, also that, yeah. did it in the theater as well. But if you watch both of them play that role, Denzel, the way he. Man, it's something about Denzel that. the way he just the way his dialogue is. He just bounce off back and forth. Man, he it's, it was so much better. All due respect to James Earl Jones and King Joffrey Jeffer, but I just believe Denzel played that role so much better. And the way we had debate about fences uh, before, I love, but I love that, movie. That, oh, that's that was movie. that's what I'm saying. Like the way you say the line, the way you have dialogue with the person. Ain't that right, Bono? I think that that's what happens. Is some certain people say the lines a little bit better. Or, 
act out the line, act out the scene a little bit better than that. Yeah, most definitely. Now, let that's, me, that's one example. Let me hit you with another question with Eddie Murphy, though. Now, out of the three movies you picked, Coming to America, Beverly Hills Cops 2, Boomerang, which which role would you say stand, you know, like for me and Mitch, Mitch was Ray. For me, I'm kind of more leaning for, for Malcolm X will be the one where I felt he showed the most range in. Out of your movies, which one would you show, say Eddie Murphy really, like, show, you know, his, his, his you know, acting range, his acting chops in it? Coming to America. Really? Hmm. He was straightforward in other ones. He was he was different in Coming to America. I guess based off what you're saying, yeah, I can agree. But I guess, like, as far as, like, you saying, like, a transformational, like, from he what, the barber. what we were saying the criteria was, yeah. like, a transformational type character, I would right. say no. But based off what you're saying, what you see in Eddie Murphy, I would say yes. Off, off what we say, I would honestly All go right. with Dreamgirls. No. Cause that was the movie where he was. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna tell you an example in these three of those ones you picked. All right, so Jamie Foxx and Ray, uh, the younger version of Ray, versus the more mature version of Ray when he actually when he got the big deal on the ABC and uh, he got his masters and how much more mature he we was. We talking about the movie. And, or? Yeah, the movie when no, when Jamie Foxx was in Ray, the way he acted when he was younger, he gave if you pay if you pay attention to that part of it as well or think back on it, he gave a good portrayal of the maturity that you gained over the years at being an artist and knowing to check yourself. When they checked him in, he got caught when he got off the plane and they checked him in. He's like, I got to do something about this. And that was the maturity. I think that that was two well, different. His wife, his wife yeah. said he had to yeah, do something it was, about it. It's, it's that he gained that maturity, and then from Detroit Red to actually Malcolm X, he gained that maturity and showed the versatility of those different and those different times of those people. And um, I think coming to America when Eddie Murphy was first coming around, he was like he was he was handling it immature because he thought he was gonna be a bio girl. And he was like, well, I'm learning about this. I can't do this because he was used to being as rich as he was. But also, he played those different characters. He was the barber. He was. Uh, and you know he was seeing sexual chocolate. That was one of the man. What that was. One well, no, that wasn't Eddie Murphy. That was Eddie sexual chocolate. That was Eddie Murphy. No, no, that wasn't. Look up. Look it up. No, sexual chocolate is uh. Arsenio. No, the dude no, from um. Oh man. It was Eddie. The Murphy. dude from um. Waiting to exhale. Who be out there singing, man? At the end, you know, Pinky. The dude from uh Pinky. That's who. Cliff. Cliff and Powell. Yeah, that's who was sexual chocolate. Yeah. I mean, well, if you if you you saying it, but I I thought I swear that it looked like him, don't it? It do. <laughs> he looked like Lifting Power when he dressed up. But if you look at it again, and uh, actually coming to America 2020, that's who else he's playing in, uh, in, in the movie, Coming to America. He's actually bringing that character back to the new one. So you I actually like that movie, too. Showtime. Showtime. Yeah, I thought that he, sh he played different roles in there, and Arsenio Hall playing really good roles in there as well. And he played, uh, he played a female in there, too, at the club, if I remember that part. So, you looking it up? Yeah, you you're right. It was him. It did look like Clifton okay. Powell, though. I yeah. always thought it was all these years, bro. I thought it was Clifton yeah, Powell, bro. You know what? That, that's the thing. Is if you look at the new coming to America, it has yeah, to be to both of those. Yeah, it do. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. That in the cast. I but I was that. pinky the whole time. Nah. He, nah. You got to remember, though, too, Clifton Powell was what? Uh, he was acting around there. What? He was acting, but, man, he wasn't like in no big roles quite yet and by the way uh, uh eddie murphy put in one of the scenes in that movie coming to america he put in one of the most iconic other black actors samuel jackson that mcdowell's scene when he was robbing the joint oh yeah that was funny as hell so i just i thought that was i thought he don't he don't get enough and then this recent movie uh of uh, a dolomite and uh reintroducing that 
That was really that good was to good me. Movie. Uh, yeah, I laughed good. my ass off. And, and I thought that, you know, I think But that, stick to your list, bro. I got you. I got you. I got <laughs> you. I'm just trying to throw, I'm just saying. I'm surprised like, you didn't put yeah. life in there. Exactly. You no, know what I'm saying? No. But you you throwing out all these other movies. Stick, I'm saying, I'm showing, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm, I, I know what you, I, I know we talked about this. Stick to the but evidence. If we talk about, if we talk about that, that's my pick. I know those three coming to America. I respect that. I respect that. You said coming to America. Beverly Hills Cop. Two. Two, yep. And, uh... Uh, he forgot y'all. God damn. <laughs> he, forgot. he don't even know. He don't even know. But you know what though, man? At the end of the day, man, this one of the things. It's really your opinion, man. Yeah, right. You know, everybody. You know, we all enjoy all these movies, and they all done brought a lot of joy to our Boomerang. lives. Boomerang. Boomerang took Boomerang. all that. Right. It I'm not wearing any panties. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hell of an ensemble too, dog. They had a lot of people in there, bro. Go back to what you said about Eddie Murphy, though. You know, he always putting on. You know, he put on for the comedians in that movie because you had uh, David Allen Greer and you had uh, no, I was about to say Malcolm X, with, Martin, uh, Martin Chris Martin Rock, Lord. and Chris Rock and Chris was the Rock. male guy. Exactly. Yep. And Holly, a young Holly Berry. Uh, and, you know, and uh, Pops was in there. Oh uh, yes, he rest in peace, Pops. Yep. Bang, bang, bang. Yep. So, man, like I said, at the end of the day, man, I, I liked all your choices. I enjoy, you know, checking out some of these movies. I'm not, you know, unpopular uh, position on this, but I didn't really feel the soloist that much. I don't know. Maybe it was Robert Downey Jr. character. Like, I, you know, I really feel like he was kind of like Iron Man, you know, the way he was talking to himself yeah. and stuff like that, bro. Yeah. You know, it was like at the end when, it, you know, it, I don't know. It's just maybe it was the way it was written, too. It just didn't jump out to me. But I will say this. You know, Jamie Foxx wrote, he did a, a, a strong job in his role. So. Just like the. What's the last movie we came out with uh, Michael B. Jordan? Did y'all see that one? No, I haven't seen it. I know what uh, you're talking about. Man, it, yeah, I haven't seen it. That's a good fucking movie, man. He does, he, like, again, he does a great job putting himself into these characters. I, I will give him that. I, I definitely do that. But my thing is, back to my guy, he really able to show the different range of a character. You know, when he's portraying them, man. You know, going back to your point earlier, Mitch, I will disagree with this forever that you say that, you know, he's more on a straight line. If you go back to some of Denzel earlier movies, you know, like Fallen, um, like Virtual, is it Virtual Reality? Virtuosity. Virtuosity. Yeah. And then Philadelphia. Um, he has a lot of different movies where that he's. That was Russell Crowe, by the way. Exactly. Young Russell Crowe. Young Russell Crowe and the young, you know, that's weird. Uh, you know, two stars at and they the. they came back. And they came back and did American Gangster. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, yeah. and it's like, Rhymes. he definitely has range. Rhymes just come oozing back. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, and we appreciate Jamie Foxx and Eddie Murphy and Denzel Washington. Y'all really put on for the culture, man, and we appreciate y'all for that. Most definitely, man. Hey, everybody, keep this conversation going. Go to our Facebook page and our YouTube page and comment who you got, who your favorite black actor of our time. And I want to thank everybody for listening. Go to our YouTube page at the Wise Guys Podcast Detroit. Like and subscribe, please. We need y'all. And also go to our Facebook page at the Wise Guys Podcast. Be true and be you, baby. Wise Guys, signing out. <laughs>